Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Send Dog Nutrition Podcast. You're with your host Brian and Peter today and today is episode 7 and we're going to go through fat in a dog's diet and how much can be metabolized by the dog and its digestibility, what are the benefits and why it is the optimal fuel source for a performance dog and also we do know that up to 50% of a dog's diet can be fat and how beneficial is this for their system. Also, another added point is we're going to dispel the myth of that fat makes a dog fat where starches and sugars are one of the main reasons why a dog gets fat or puts on weight rapidly. So how are you, Peter? Brian, very well. It's been a, it's been a little while between drinks for, for our dog uh, podcast. Um, gin's for me, Midori for you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had one of those in about 20 years. Sorry, I caught you off guard there. <laughs> Anyway, let's get let's get to the topic. Um, we have moved into a new warehouse and we have been busy, so we do apologise to our to our canine listeners for for having a bit of a delay on the on the dog side. We have got a few things in the pipeline with with our own um, feed coming as well, sort of in the next three to six months. So we won't sort of let the cut out of the bag just yet, but um, but we are working on 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 something pretty big. So we will let our, our listeners know, Brian. Um, fat and dogs and fuel. There's there's a really big misconception, like you said, that fat makes dogs fat but it's actually the carbs that get you know they get converted to sugars and starches that makes them put the weight on so a few sort of points i'd like to make before we get straight into it dogs get 2.5 times more energy from fat than they do from carbs protein and they actually metabolize 90 to 95 percent of fat as fed so basically what that's saying is it's an extremely well utilized and absorbed form of energy where up to 95% actually gets used. So there's no, so you know, it's not like you're feeding 100 grams and only say 40, 40 grams is getting used. You know, for, for every 100 grams or 100 mil of, of fat, 95% is used. So it's it's an extremely potent um, energy source and it's, it's up to 2.5 times more energy. Yeah, they're really good points, Peter. We're not just talking about fats all types of fats overall. You've just got the good fats that we're trying to promote. So you've obviously got the animal fats in the raw diet. You do have fat from plant-based sources, but not all of them are equal. And with sen oil, we've got a high omega-3 from a plant-based source. And this can be complementary with fish oil or without fish oil as well. It's up to the individual owner at the end of the day what they want to use, but you can feed more volume of a plant-based source of omega-3, which is more economical, and then it can be really beneficial through the dog and through their coat and skin condition, especially. Brian, that's very well said. Um, a point I'd like to make is that a lot of the, the dogs that are listeners out there still feed or, or you know, or have friends that still still feed the, the fish-based, you know, omega-3. And that's not what we're getting into here is where, you know, we're addressing the need to use fat as fuel. And you can still feed your, you know, your omega-3 tablets. The problem is to, to feed, argument's sake, 10 mil of, of a product like sen oil, you're probably gonna need 100 capsules. So you know, there are those people that are feeding the capsules for omega-3, that's all well and great, you know, that's, that's your choice. But we're saying as well, you've got a product like the sen oil where you can feed for energy as well as a plant-based omega-3. So you're, you know, you're sort of killing two birds with one stone. Yeah, what a dog owner can look at is their overall nutrient profile. And if they want to get that extra fat into their dog's diet, they can access it through sen oil, which is a really good quality fat source. And it's being used Australia-wide 
through many dog owners just to help that fat level be brought up a little bit in a healthy way. And we're seeing a lot of benefits due to the high omega-3 in it. Perfect, Brian. I think the elephant in the room is that people don't really know that dogs are built to use fat for fuel, you know, because fat's really expensive um, energy source. A lot of feed companies don't utilize that. Obviously, you know, taking the, the easier out to, to, you know, carbohydrates and, and, and what so forth. But look, they're carnivorous canines, sharp teeth, very short digestive tract, um, and their ability to, to metabolize fat efficiently points them naturally to a, to a diet which is, you know, which is high in fat. Um, as I mentioned, you know, a lot of feed companies don't use fat. And if you look at the, at the back of your, you know, your packaging, whether it's raw, whether it's um, kibble, whether it's what so forth, you are going to see fat's going to be down on, on a list along with fiber. Um, and this is why, you know, you don't see many dog food companies using sort of fat, fat forward recipes um, because just the cost of it. Otherwise, you know, the end product will be so expensive that no one would buy it. Yeah, and furthermore to that is we're not using cheap oil sources like vegetable oil, rice bran oil, or corn oil, or canola oil for that matter. We want oils that are not oxidized, low in omega-6, like a good quality cold-pressed flaxseed oil, which is what sen oil is, and stabilized just so that you've got the less risk of rancidity and they can be refrigerated. What we do see in the market is coconut oil is used as well, but it's mainly saturated fat and we wanna move to a more beneficial fat that's gonna be used in the dog's body and be beneficial for the body systems, such as a high omega-3 plant-based source. Just to repeat myself again, and obviously you know, to repeat yourself again, fat is actually more optimal as a, as a fuel source than vegetables, grains, and carbs. So people might think, geez, vegetables, you know, it's it's more, you know, it's more optimal than vegetables. Yes, it is. So this is why adding a, a product like the Senol for dogs, obviously stabilized flaxseed oil, is very beneficial purely because of the extra energy. But also the second tick of the box there is the you know the high omega three at, at up to sixty percent. Yeah, and that's used wildly through the body, and it's going to promote more anti-inflammatory properties and use the dog's natural physiology to convert to those end point omega-3s. And yeah, you're just working with nature in that sense. One thing you may have heard of is pancreatitis in dogs and that dogs on a high fat diet cannot process the fat due to their pancreas being inflamed. And what we're seeing is if your dog is not overweight, it's a fit, healthy dog, your risk of pancreatitis is very low. And by feeding a fat source or getting a higher fat proportion in the diet is gonna really help their stamina and have a low risk of pancreatitis developing because pancreatitis is not just caused by fat or a high fat diet. The pancreas has to digest and maintain blood sugar levels as well. So it produces and stores insulin and enzymes to maintain that level and it helps the digestion of fat, sugar, and starches. So by singling out fat, you should be really looking at your sugar and starch levels in the dog's diet because that can be attributing to pancreatitis. So I'm not sure where fat got this reputation that it's gonna cause pancreatitis when sugars and starches would equally bring on that inflammation in the pancreas. And there's other symptoms that can happen when a dog is on medication or being treated, this can put extra pressure on the pancreas as well. So overall, 
what we're trying to say is if you've got a performance dog adding extra fat into the diet because they're fit, they're healthy, they don't have di diabetes, they're burning that calorie source in a really efficient way, it's going to really help their performance in the end through stamina and less lactic acid buildup through the muscles. Brian, sporting dogs benefit hugely from, from high proportions of fat and, and the way they do that is because a dog's metabolism relies primarily on fat for, for energy during rest and, and also sort of like to moderate exercise. Um, ingesting high levels of fat in a diet actually primes or metabolically conditions the active dog's metabolism even when not active or exercising. So while a great proportion of fat in a diet helps to deliver more calories to an exercising dog. Another important benefit is that it helps to optimize a dog's metabolism. Yeah, they're really good points, Peter. And just going back to the pancreatitis for a second, if a dog is diagnosed with pancreatitis, you've got to look at the multiple causes that, that may have and its ability to process fat. So it's going to be on a, on a individual basis, consult your vet, but it's not just getting that lower fat portion, it's gonna be a lower sugar and starch overall. And scent oil can still be used in this and may be used in individual situations. But for the majority of dogs that don't suffer from pancreatitis, having low sugar, low starch diet, uh, a good fat level or higher fat level, it's not gonna bring on that condition. And you're gonna have a good overall benefit effect by including more fat in the diet. Well, especially for the performance dogs, Brian, obviously the you know, fat is crucial to, to performance, but if they are skimping on fat, then that's going to be a reduction in performance because they're not feeding the right muscle fibers that are, you know, that are designed basically to, to digest fat at an optimal level. I'll get a bit sort of um, scientific here and, and try to keep it sort of as simple as I can. Um, so canine metabolism is unique. Mammalian muscle fibers have been classified into, into different types. So you've got type one, you've got type 2A, and you've got type 2B. And that's actually very similar to, to horses as well, um, you know, based on their metabolism. So type, type one muscle fibers contain less ATP activity compared with, with type two. Type one and type 2A are characterized by oxidative metabolism, whereas type 2B fibers are characterized by anaerobic metabolism. So basically it means the, the type one and two are using oxygen, um, and, the, and the type two B are not using oxygen. So what that means is basically by by adding fat into the tire at um, pretty high volumes, you're feeding the majority of those aerobic muscle fibers, which naturally will bring an increase in performance. Where if you've got a diet which is high in carbohydrates, you're only feeding that type two B muscle fibers, which are not the main muscle fibers in a, in a dog. So you basically have to sort of feed to work and, and work to feed and feed the correct energy source for the correct muscle fibers. Yeah, that, that's 100% right, Peter. With, with fat in the diet, if you wanna boost it up with the scent oil, we do recommend for maintenance around one mil per two kg body weight, but then increase this compared to the other nutrients in the diet. So you might go two mils per two kg if, you, if your dog is in really heavy work and you want to get that stamina benefit and the other benefits of a higher fat diet in performance. But it's about monitoring the individual dog closely and then seeing their response. And as Peter said, the calories going in to out have to match each other. So you, you're getting more efficient and not wasting what you're being fed and, not, and then that's not being expended as energy. I think the point you're trying to make, Brian, is 
it's not how much is being fed, is the quality of the feed for that particular discipline. So I'll give an example. Let's just say our listeners are on a, on a kibble diet. You know, we're not going to discriminate kibble raw, anything like that. Let's stick to the kibble, okay? So let's just say kibble, you know, might be 30% protein and it might be 5% fat. So you've got to look at, well, the majority of your calories are coming out of kibble. It's only 5% fat and you're expecting your dog to be, you know, to be going for a very long time at a you know at an aerobic energy source that's just not going to happen so that's where you could actually add a lot of fat into the diet you can knock the kibble back obviously because it's high in protein and not high in fat and you've got a pretty good balance there once you've added the the fat in an omega-3 source like the sen oil to balance out the diet okay on the flip side you might have a a raw diet okay let's just say you've got you know kidney you've got liver you've got hearts, you know, you've got a diet, you know, which is relatively high in fat already. So you might not need as much, obviously, for that particular dog, because your diet already is pretty high in fat. As a rule of thumb, anything that's that's sort of been processed kibble is going to be extremely low in fat, purely because of the cost. Any Anything sort of organ meats and things like that are going to be relatively high in fat. So, you, so you're not going to need as much of the, of the fat source, but you still are going to need the omega-3, obviously, for the anti-inflammatory properties. Yeah, and furthermore to this, the way to introduce more fat into the diet is not just throwing huge volume straight away for the dog to to digest and process. Gradually increase it week by week, and and that would be an increase in workload or uh, activity just to match that. So they are actually burning this as a as a fuel source and not putting on condition and then risking an overweight dog in the end. So getting their system used to processing large amounts of fat will be a long-term thing. So just stepping it up gradually is going to be really beneficial. For our listeners that, that have got a dog which is already sort of on the, on the heavier side and sort of you know thinking, well, geez, if I add fat into my dog's diet, it's going to get even bigger. As Brian mentioned, look at what is causing the fat. Is it, is it you know the kibble that's going to be 50%? sugar and starch when it gets you know sort of absorbed into the bloodstream is it that the dog is not exercising enough you know so it might be a, a fact of actually reducing the you know the food that's contributing to to that dog being obese and then adding the fat actually for the omega-3 benefits because there will be inflammation going on in your dog if it has got issues already so you've got to try to bring down the inflammation through through a natural product like the senol for dogs um, and then look at what's contributing to the inflammation whether it's you know lack of exercise old age it might be a combination of of the environment and a lot of different things so just look at the dog in front of you look at what your goal is you know you want to put weight on or you want to you know bring weight off look at what you're feeding and then just try to obviously analyze that and balance it yeah and another aspect of all this is gut health and digestive health for those immune responses and inflammation. So a lot of inquiries we get, we recommend putting them on the, the Sen Digestive Plus and the Sen Oil because the Sen Digestive Plus is gonna help that whole digestive environment cope better with nutrient absorption. And if inflammation stems from the gut and the immune system, then fixing that gut health as well is gonna be really beneficial to the dog and really complement their overall health and also performance. Brian, it's a very good good point you make. So basically, if the dog is eating you know, what it should be, it's getting enough calories to, to maintain weight or even put weight on, and it's going backwards, you gotta look at your gut health because the nutrients are not getting absorbed into the bloodstream and you gotta find out why that is happening. 
look, it could be a myriad of, of different conditions. Um, if you have got a young dog that's got that's got arthritis, have a you know have a listen to our leaky gut podcast that we've done previously. It's uh, you know it's a wealth of information in there. So the dog could be suffering from from leaky gut, and and we sort of outline different protocols to to get that under control. Um, but yeah, as as Brian said, it's 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 about getting the right balance, and don't think that fat will make your dog fat. It's it's always the carbs that make you fat. It's not it's not the fat in the diet. I think that's about about it, Pina. Short and sweet today, Brian. Yeah. So if you're still not sure about the amount of scent oil you could feed your dog, or you've got other questions regarding fat metabolism, um, yeah, feel free to contact us through our office number, email, or social media. And one last point I'd like to make is, and I think we've missed it at the beginning, but I will address it now, is if your dog has too little fat in the diet, a telltale sign would be dry, itchy skin and a dull coat. So if he's constantly scratching and sort of licking his paws, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're trying to tell you basically that I need more fat, and it's it's the good quality fat. Um, so that's a point that that I think we failed to address, which you know, which I think we we have now. Do you want to just go briefly, Brian? As a, as a final note, just the other benefits of, of a product like the Senol for dogs. Yeah, Pete, Senol contains essential fatty acids that the dog can't manufacture themselves, and it has a high amount of omega-3 to omega-6 ratio, 100% natural, and the, the benefits seen in dogs is with skin and coat health, so itchiness, skin allergies, and improvements in coat texture and shine. Immune system health, so Dogs that suffer from autoimmune or allergic or inflammatory health conditions, Senol can have a benefit in these types of conditions. Another added bonus is that Senol helps the absorption of fat-soluble vitamins. So being a fat source, vitamin A, D, E, and K, they can be helped absorbed in in the dog's body and used throughout their body systems. So providing scent oil on a daily basis, it's gonna really help the dog's overall health and help that nutrient profile of your dog's kibble or raw feed. So it could be as simple as plugging the gap of, of a fat deficiency in your dog and you fix that deficiency and automatically the, the itchy skin and, and the dull coat disappears. So there's no need for any treatments. Yeah, and I think that's why Senol's so successful Australia-wide uh, with the results many breeds of dogs are getting in the show dog are- arena particularly with that coat and skin condition, they can really see it come through and even seeing their dogs more vibrant and have a little bit more energy. So, And, and I think the temperament too, Brian, obviously fat being a, you know, a cool calorie, fat being a cool calorie source, you know, slow release energy. If you have got a dog that's very excited or, or you know, sort of always on the toe, if we could call it, um, that demeanor should, should relax that particular animal because it is, a cool energy source that's not going to create those insulin spikes. Yeah, that's a really good point. So, yep, I think we'll we'll cut it there, and um, yeah, we'll we'll have another episode to you really soon. Thanks, um, thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, and if you ever want any any other subjects covered up on, we'll we'll work we'll work to another podcast on that, and I think we'll have a few special guests coming up soon as well. So, thanks. Thanks, thanks everyone. everyone. Cheers.